Everybody, praise the Lord, everybody, amen. I don't know about you, but I came to give the Lord some blessings and just say, Lord, thank you. Give me some praise, the glory, and the honor, and just thanking God for all of his blessings. The Lord has been good. He's been mighty good to each and every one of us. So we ought to rejoice today in the goodness of the Lord, amen. Is anybody ready to give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. Amen. For those of you who are tuning in on our live stream, I am Pastor Robert Hamlin, the senior pastor here at Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. We want to welcome you to our in-person service as well as our live stream service. Amen. Uh, we're praying that you are inviting your friends and your family members and even folk you don't know. Just try to invite them anyway. Amen. To join us here. Uh, you can watch the service either on Facebook at Second Baptist Church of Doylestown or on our website at sbcod.org. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 150, to praise ye the Lord, to praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him and praise him and praise him. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him, Lord God, with everything, the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Amen. Come on, let's stand this morning and let's praise the Lord in song. This is the day that the Lord hath made.
glad church. Where would we be without the Lord? Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another day. Another glorious day. And we're glad in it. No one's ever seen this day before, dear Lord. And we're trusting you to carry us through it every step of the way. Thank you for bringing Pastor and Sister Hamlin back to us, dear Lord. You're mighty God. Thank you for all who are tuning in over the airwaves. Bless all those who have come out in person. Because you deserve the praise. Our best just isn't good enough, dear Lord. We wonder why the test sometimes. And the harder we try, and we just don't understand all the time. But how many of us realize that there's no better friend than Jesus? And oh, what a day that'll be, dear Lord. When we see you face to face. The man who put food on our table clothes on our back kept us in our right mind touched us dear Lord when we were down showed us the way when we were darkness led us into the glorious light we just came to give you the praise today dear Lord blessing all those who are in root blessing all those dear Lord who are incarcerated blessing all those who are sick and laid up dear Lord blessing all those who just don't have a mind for you right now dear Lord help them use us as willing vessels dear Lord bring the fold home dear Lord as many as would let them come and praise the Lord and when praying time is over there's no more left to be said and done dear Lord our prayers that your words would be thy good and faithful servant You've been faithful over a few things. But boy, now I'm going to make you ruler over many. We ask all of this in the holy and righteous name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 This is the first Sunday, which means we're going to have communion Sunday today. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians, the Lord's Supper. Please, if you're not standing, please stand. And it says this, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread 
and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another, everyone. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. congregational hymn, hymn number 136, Look and Live.
be seated. Look and live. It's only that you look and live. You know, what a simple process that is for us to look and live. Think about all that the Lord has done for each and every one of us. Amen. How many of you know that you've been blessed? Amen. I mean, really blessed. What a mighty good God that we have. We're going to ask Sister Danielle Piku. She's going to come for our welcome this morning. Amen. Let's welcome Sister Danielle. Good morning, church family. Good morning, Pastor Hamlin, Reverend Jackson. Uh, we're so glad to have you uh, in the house of the Lord this morning and on virtual, in, uh, online. Uh, good morning. We're so happy to have you. Uh, we're very pleased that you came to worship in person and online with us. We hope that there's something that happens here today that you can carry forth with you throughout the rest of the week, um, and it will strengthen your Christian journey. If you're ever in the area again or online again, we would love for you to come and worship with us. We have a saying here at Second Baptist, the first time you are a visitor, the second time you're a family. Enjoy the service. Amen. We want to thank Sister Danielle, amen, for our welcome this morning. Listen, I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord yet one more time. Amen. So I get excited. Uh, Sister Hamlin and I were away. Uh, on this past week down in Disney with uh, the grandkids. And I'm going to tell you, I need a, we need a vacation right now. They, uh, I, I discovered something while we were down there that age has taken its place. And I can't hang. I can used to hang. I, I'm just going to flat out admit it. I'm hoping Sister Hamlin don't tell the whole story. I had a few problems and issues down there. Amen. So... Those of you who plan on taking them grandkids down there, get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. We want to remind you of our church theme, amen, for this year and that we are together in Christ. Amen. I don't know if you noticed that when you came in, we have a new welcome sign uh, out there as you came into the, the sanctuary this morning. And so just praising God for all of his blessings. Uh, we want a reminder for our physical care ministry who looks out over us during the course of the service. If you're having any medical concerns, uh, they sit in the back of the church to my left. Uh, Sister Michelle Lewis is back there on duty uh, for today, and we're thanking God for her. But the physical care ministry is also looking for uh, individuals. If you would like to serve in that ministry, they help and assist if we have problems. The truth is, sometimes we have a few issues, even in church, amen, don't feel real well and, and all, and so if you're having any issues or any concerns, and you know, just acknowledge, if you raise your hand if you can, our physical care ministry will be there to assist. So if you're interested in serving in that ministry, please see Sister Tisha McLaren, amen, and she'd be happy to uh, sign you up uh, for that ministry. We also want to remind you that on Friday, July the 14th, is our uh, youth-sponsored night at the ballpark at Trenton Thunder. Amen. I have to check with Reverend Jackson uh, if we have tickets left. And, and also, we want to make sure, I think we have at least 30 uh, tickets uh, that are designated. We've been going for years, have a great time. Uh, many of you have thrown out a pitch at the game there. So 
Uh, if you're interested in going, please see Reverend Jackson, and so we can get you signed up. That date will be upon us, um, you know, shortly. So we want to make sure that we have enough people. Uh, we have box seats. Uh, we have a, um, a suite that has food and everything in it. And so uh, just see Reverend Jackson if you're interested in going. Amen. Uh, you've seen that our Jimmy Jones Memorial Golf uh, Classic is going to take place on Friday, August the 25th. So get your foursomes together. We had just a great time. It's an awesome fundraiser for the church. It's a, actually our largest fundraiser and uh, we've done very well over the, the past number of years, so we're looking forward and have everybody's participation. You can, if you're not golfing, uh, you can attend the banquet uh, that we have, and uh, sure, they're still looking for volunteers uh, to help out with that. So you can see uh, Sister Lavinia Thompson, amen. I want to throw Sister Lois Jones's name in there, amen, as well, uh, To uh, if you're interested in participating. Uh, also, our youth scholarships and our, sun, our graduation Sunday is going to take place then on next Sunday, the second Sunday in June. So um, I'm sure you passed the cutoff, but they may have some grace and some mercy that if you didn't get your children's application in, you need to reach out as soon as possible. So uh, we're going to support and to encourage our young people on next Sunday as scholarships uh, will be given out and recognitions made. Also, uh, for our audio-video system, uh, we have a new system in, and I see that we added a few more cameras. Amen. Uh, here I see a camera to my left, a camera to my right, and a camera in the back. And so we want to thank uh, Deacon Eric Smith, amen, for uh, putting that together and getting everything up and running uh, for us. So we appreciate that. And we ask that, um, you know, that you give a little extra, amen, to our audio-visual campaign. Uh, it will be a blessing, and we would appreciate it greatly. Amen. also want to mention that on the third Sunday of this month, which is Father's Day, but is also a celebration of Juneteenth. Now, we're doing something different this year. Uh, we have been invited and asked to encourage to give a worship service for the entire community, uh, which is going to take place at the Mercer Museum. There, for those of you who went down with us last year, we went after church, but uh, they, we have been asked if we can actually do our worship service beginning at 10.30 a.m. It's going to be there on site at the Mercer Museum, so mark on your calendars to come on down. Amen. Our service will take place promptly at 10.30 to 11.30, and we are inviting, matter of fact, invite your friends, family members to join us. Uh, there is a full day of activities. There are vendors there. Uh, selling everything that you can imagine. And so uh, we encourage you to uh, stay after the service as well. So uh, we'll get you some more information on how we're going to handle our offering for that day. Those of you who give your tithes and offerings online, you know, please continue to do so. And that uh, we will probably have a, uh, a table uh, there for those who may bring something with them when they come. So we are excited about the opportunity of being able to share in the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, with the Doylestown community. So please mark that on your calendar. That is Sunday, June the 18th, 1030 a.m. at the Mercer Museum grounds that are there. They do a great job putting everything together, and it will be live streamed as well. So we will have that link out to you on next week as well. It is a time where we can give back to God, as we mentioned, that 
Uh, there are three ways that we give here at the church that for those of you who are in person, please use the offertory box that's located in the back of the church. For those who are watching online, that you can just click on the Tithely button uh, and you can give that way or you can mail it in. So we are grateful and thankful for all the giving. God has been blessing us as a church from day one. Uh, the church uh, will be celebrating, I believe, uh, coming up on 116 years uh, in September. And so through all that time, God has been mighty good. Anybody know that God is still good? Amen. And he's still in the blessing business. So let's pray as we thank God for this opportunity to give to him. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. We know, God, that everything we have, it belongs to you. And we ask, God, that you will use these tithes, these offerings, Lord God, uh, to glorify your kingdom. Help us, Lord God, to be good stewards of that which you have given us. We ask, God, that you bless those who gave and bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. And so, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And thank you, Lord, for blessing us that we might be a blessing to others. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say... Amen, amen. We're going to be blessed in song. Pastor Paul and Zanisha, I heard them a little, uh, rehearsing a little earlier, and I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready. Amen. They hear that, that music and song. Let's thank God for Pastor Paul and Zanisha and Brother Chris.
of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith would be me stronger in the presence of my Savior. I will call upon your name, Jesus, and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours. events have occurred to my family. Now, I was not even supposed to be here praying today, but the Lord's worked things out, if I may take a minute. Our son, Brad, at age 46, trains for Ironman, and he's scheduled to do one in July. Two Saturday mornings ago at about 8.30, he apparently was in a very bad bicycle crash. They had to airlift him to a hospital, and there was only one other person that saw the accident. It was a car coming in the opposite direction. He was unconscious for a little more than 48 hours. It was determined he had bleeding on the brain, had broken his collarbone, and his back was severely scraped. 
his wife did not even know. We got a call at 9 o'clock that night. <laughs> I was already in bed. Because of his training, he didn't have identification on him. You know, you don't carry extra weight on you. So when he didn't show up, when she started calling all around, finally found him an hour away in the hospital in Washington, D.C. I bring this to your attention because it's a powerful prayer. I immediately called the deacon, Brother Farrier, who related to the other deacons. It ended up there were about 12 churches praying for my son. And I didn't know why, but <laughs> this morning I thought about having a book of matches on him. I don't smoke. I don't know why I would do that. But I, God told me why. You know, a book of matches means nothing until you take a match out and strike it and light it. Prayer is how God responds in most cases. His will is perfect. But he waits for our prayers in order to release his power like a match does. Not only did God bring our son back, but we found out there were two things that this hospital did that were grossly wrong. Bleeding on the brain, and they were giving him aspirin. And they never tended to the wounds on his back, and they are now infected. But God is good. The incident he went through and the prayer that all the other churches and, and our men have done is a great testimony. So I remind all of us, prayer is so important. Amen. It's Amen. a communication with God directly. He may not answer it the way you want every time, but his will is perfect. I wanted to share that with you because that's a praise. We need to praise God too. Not just cry when things go wrong. Let's look to the Lord. Father, I give you thanks for allowing me to have this testimony, which I was not even expecting to do today. But I give you thanks. I thank you for the outcome thus far. Father, We've already prayed this morning in our prayer group. We have thanked you for the gift of life, the gift of hope, because your word is true. And those of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and what he did on the cross on our behalf, that's a hope that we have that we just hold on to, Father. We've given you thanks for giving us a building that we can come to and worship you corporately. And I know those are many that are on the internet that can, cannot be here, but Father, because of what we are doing with audio and video, they can participate with us. You've given us a pastorate and support that is just far and above better than anything we could expect. And we thank you. I say it every time I'm up here. 
We have pastors that dedicate their time to you, their lives to you. And they prepare a sermon for you, Father. It's not a last-minute job. It's a lifestyle. And they come to you and say, feed my sheep through me. And we thank you for that dedication. For all those that are involved in this church and, and having it to work perfectly, Father, we thank you. The music, the ushers, the trustees, the deacons. But Father, most of all, we thank you for being you. You are the great and wonderful God. We could not understand you as Father because you are spirit and truth. But you gave us Jesus, someone that walked on this earth, knows exactly what we go through, has felt all the infirmities that we have felt, and we can relate to him through your Holy Spirit, which lives within us, Father. What a great trio. Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn grains into garden. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. Let's give the Lord some praise. There's nothing. How many of you know that there's nothing better than God? I mean, if you really believe it, if you're, if you're living it out, there is nothing better than God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. God that we serve. Amen. I want to thank Reverend Toller, amen, for breaking for us the bread of life on last week. Amen. We thank you, uh, Reverend Toller. We appreciate that. And for each and every one of you, for uh, Deacon Busby, amen. And as you know, there's nothing better than God. And just look at what God has already done. And so we are praying with you and for you. Amen. We are Certainly glad to see Sister Tony uh, Roebuck is with us this morning. And Sister Jackie Kettle, amen. God bless you. Amen. I want to pray also for Sister Monet uh, Davis, who is here. And just going through a very difficult time and loss of loved ones and, uh, and just different things taking place, different trials and tribulations in life. And just wanted to let Sister Monet know that we are praying for you, Sister Monet, and that we are here. Uh, if there's anything that you need that we can be of assistance, amen. You know we got you in prayer, amen. And and just as uh, Sister Zanisha sang, there's nothing better than God. He's a How many of you know that God is able? I mean, really know that God is able, amen. I want to thank Sister Zanisha, Pastor Paul, Zanisha, Miss Z over here, just singing from the depths of her soul. Amen. Pastor Paul, Brother Chris, amen. We thank Deacon Smith, uh, who was upstairs and handling everything. I don't know how, he must have octopus arms or something up there that got all kinds of stuff going on, amen. And so we are just thanking and blessing God. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. There's nothing 
nothing better than God. Lord, we thank you that you are our God and that we can call on you, Lord God, no matter what's going on in our life and situations and knowing, God, that you're not going to hang up on us, but, God, that you will answer the phone. And so, Lord, we say thank you. We ask now, God, as we bring forth your word that you have placed upon my heart, realizing, Lord God, that your word never returns void, that someone will be blessed by the hearing of your word. God, we pray that if there's someone here under the sound of my voice, or those who are listening on live stream, Lord God, that if they don't know you personally in the parting of their hearts, Lord, we pray that when your word comes forth that someone would cry out this day, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. amen. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Amen, amen. What a mighty God. Listen, I can't say that enough because it's true. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. And truly, he's been a mighty God in my life. You know, being away this past week and spending time with family, I was sharing with Sister Janet uh, before service uh, the importance of spending time with family. You know, it's important. You can't get that time back. And so, you know, when you take time and, and spend time, I hear people sometimes say, uh, well, I don't have time for this. I, you know, uh, uh, my family is pulling on me too much. Listen, let me tell you something. Make time for your family, amen? Especially for our young people. It's important. Uh, living in this day and age that we're living in, you know, they need all the encouragement they can. They need uh, all of the positive contact that they can, amen? And so I was thinking about the times in which we presently live. And I don't think that it would be a stretch for me to say that we live in a fallen world today. Amen? You know, it seems like uh, every year, every month, every day, the boundaries get pushed a little further out and out where everything is acceptable. The crimes become a little bit more shocking. Headlines seem to be a little more depressing as we look at them. The moral line that many of us grew up with gets a little bit more blurred. All around us, we have reminders that Jesus is setting the scene for his return. Amen? And all you have to do is really just look around us and look at the news headings for even this year, 2023. You have mass shootings that just about every day you turn on the television. Amen? You have hurricanes running wild, tornadoes all over the place. Matter of fact, when we were coming home on uh, the other night, uh, driving past Philadelphia, we saw a scene never seen before. It was like out of one of these apocalyptic movies. There was four of the six streams of, of uh, look like tornadoes just coming down from the sky, all the way down right in Center City. Uh, and we, uh, matter of fact, Sister Hamlin took a picture of it that it was so disturbing that we saw. But we have tornadoes going, wildfires, bad attitudes all around, immorality, nations ready to fight a war at the drop of a hat. But despite all of that, you know what's incredible? That God still loves you. Amen. 
that God still cares for you. And that God still wants a relationship with you. Amen? Amen. And so God sought you out when you were far away from him. God sought you out. God wanted you when you wanted nothing to do with him. All I can say is thank you, Lord. Because God desires a relationship with us in spite of all the bad things that we have done in life. Amen? I want to share with you a passage of scripture found in the book of Romans. In the 13th chapter, beginning at verse 11 through 14, and if you be so kind to stand with me for the reading of God's word, and it's, it's really it's God's wake-up call for us, amen? It's a wake-up call to the church. It's a wake-up call to humanity, and certainly it's a wake-up call for here in America. Listen, if you will, to the words that are recorded there. The word of God says, and do this. Understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently, as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Amen. I want to lift verse 11 of that text. Listen again to what it says. It says, and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, it's time to wake up. Turn to tell somebody this morning, it's time to, come on, tell them like you mean it this morning, it's time to wake up, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Y'all hear me <laughs> this morning, amen. amen. It's time, it's time to wake up. You know, in our text this morning, we find that the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Rome, and he's continuing to teach them a great lesson in godliness and the urgency to turn away from sin and to turn to Christ. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. You know, there's a, to me, there's a great sense of urgency that we ought to have right now, and, and there's an urgency in this text. And if you look at this text, Paul gives three very simple commands. Amen. That's why I like the Apostle Paul. Amen. We got, we got Pastor Paul over here. We're talking about Apostle Paul today. Amen. But Paul gives three very simple commands. He tells them to wake up. He's talking to the church. He tells the church to wake up. He tells them to throw off some things. And then he tells them to put something on. Amen. It's very simple, and it's very direct, and yet it's essential for 
every Christian in their lives. Amen. You see, Paul's first command is to wake up. Amen. And in verse 11 and in the first part of verse 12, it says this, and do this, understanding the present time, that the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed, amen. The night is nearly over and the day is almost here. Church, what he's trying to tell you that it is time to wake up, amen? And, and that term is time to wake up. That's a, really a familiar term for many of us. We've heard it many times. How many times have your spouse leaned over to you in the morning, amen, and said it's time to wake up? Matter of fact, they may not have said it that night, <laughs> amen. And, and you knew immediately that there was some action that needed to take place. You knew that when they reached over and told you it's time to wake up, amen, that this was a time for, for you not to sleep or to slumber, that there are some pressing things at hand that needs to take place, amen. Church, I want to tell you this morning, as a church, as a, a nation, as a world, it is time to wake up. And when I say that it's time to wake up, it's also a spiritual command here, amen. You see, spiritually, it's not time for sleep. It is time for us to be awake in this day and age in which we are living, amen? amen. It's not time uh, for drunken stupor and slumber that, that may have brought you into some sins in your life, amen? It's no longer time for the deeds of darkness in your nightlife. Church, it is time to wake up, amen? So what does that say to us spiritually that it's time to wake up? You know what it does? It calls us, church, to understand that there's something that we are supposed to be busy doing right now in the midst of all what we see coming on. But I believe that it is a call for us to look at our priorities in life. Amen? It's a call to see what you're doing with your life. Amen? Listen, we're living in a time, and as we got older, amen, we uh, stop and looking back over our life and then uh, what life we do have moving forward, amen. It's a time for us to examine what is it that you're doing in your life during this critical time, amen. This isn't a time for sleeping and slumbering. This is not a time for us to be loafing and taking it easy, amen. This time that we are living in right now as we see a prophecy being fulfilled in front of our eyes, even minute by minute, amen? This is a time for us to be alert. This is a time for us to wake up. This is a time for us to get our priorities right, amen? Because there's some kingdom business that needs to take care of, amen? So in verse 11, Paul says that our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed, amen? And so what Paul is doing is, Paul is explaining to them that there are three components, or let me say dimensions of salvation, amen? There's a past, there's a present, and there's future. You see, when you look at past salvation, past salvation has already occurred, amen? That occurred when you put your faith and trust in God, in Jesus Christ, amen? amen. 
our present salvation is going on all the time and that's what's keeping you saved right now because God continually forgives our sin so that there's nothing accumulated against us on our account that God had to condemn us for, amen? And future salvation, church, that's the salvation of our body, amen? You remember in Romans chapter 8, amen? It mentions that when we are fully redeemed and fully delivered, amen? What that's talking about is that new body that we're going to have, that new glorified body one day, amen? So our past is actually justification. Our present is actually sanctification. And our future, church, is actually glorification. Y'all with me this morning? How many of you know even right now that Jesus is making intercession on our behalf before the Father? Amen. Is anybody glad about that? (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So Paul is saying to the church at Rome, and he's really saying it to us as well, that you are nearer to your glorification than you've ever been. Amen. We as Christians, listen to me this morning, church. We as Christians, we are nearer to the return of Jesus Christ than when we first believed. Amen. 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 And we're 2,000 years or so nearer than when this was written. Amen. And so if there was a sense of urgency back then, there certainly should be a greater sense of urgency right now. Amen. Church, it is time to... Wake up. Amen. This is no time for us to be laying back and taking it easy and and slumbering and sleeping. This is a time for us to be alert. Amen. Look at all what's going on around you. Amen. With all of this craziness and foolishness. And matter of fact, if you're not alert out here in this world today, you better have your head looking to the left or the right. Amen. Now, verse 12 lets us know that there's an urgency. Amen. Now, listen to what it says, verse 12. It says that the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. He said that the night is almost gone. And so what that tells me, at least, is that when Paul wrote this some 2,000 years ago, We were past the halfway point. Amen Amen in here, somebody. So in other words, amen, there was less left than had already passed of time. Or he wouldn't even have said it, amen, that it's almost gone, that time is almost spent, it's far spent. Now listen to me. Most of man's time is gone, amen. And Paul was past the midpoint even then, and here we are another 2,000 years past it, amen. What I'm trying to tell you, church, is that man's day is ending and God's day is coming. And so that means that the judgment is coming as well. Amen. So listen to me. This is not a time to get caught up and engulfed in the night of the world. This world is something else. I was was sharing with Sister Janet, we were talking earlier, that all of the things that try to draw you out of the church today. Uh, We were talking about that, how... Uh, people no longer come to church or go to church, amen. Uh, I have two sisters that live down in Texas and down in the Bible Belt. And and actually, they still pretty much go to church down in the Bible Belt. 
But I told her, I said, but baby, you come on up here in the north, you're going to be hard-pressed to see folk going to church on any kind of regular basis. Amen? Because folk up here in the north have gotten caught up in this world, all of this materialism, all of this stuff, got to have this, got to have that, and all. We, we moved away. Amen? And so we got to be careful. Night, by the way, represents the present era. It represents man's day, amen? And night also is the symbol of sin, amen? It's the symbol of evil, and it's the symbol of ungodliness. Let me throw this one in here for free for you. Watch this. Nighttime is also an illusion, amen? Let, let me tell you what I mean, Reverend Jackson. Ugliness and beauty are indistinguishable in the night. Gold and rocks are indistinguishable in the night. Friend and foe are indistinguishable in the night. You can't tell the difference at night. It all blends together in the darkness of the night, amen? Nighttime is filled with danger. Y'all remember when you were growing up? Amen, that when you were in your teens or early 20s, when is it that you went out to do something? That you had no business doing in the night. Some of y'all know, because I was right with you. Amen. I knew the party didn't get started until it got good and dark. Amen. My parents used to ask me, where are you going all dressed up? It's 1030, 11 o'clock. Oh, I'm going out. You know, there's danger in the night. Amen. The Bible says that he that walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going because darkness has blinded his eyes. Amen. Church, what I'm trying to tell you is that Satan operates in the darkness. He's running wild right now because folks have let his darkness into their hearts and they kicked out Jesus. Amen? So church, it's time to awaken from sleep. It's time to awaken from and have some spiritual alertness and vigilance and readiness and a time to get your priorities in place. Amen? I have this conversation all the time with our kids, amen, about their priorities and the importance of making sure that they come to church. And, and I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me if they don't come here with me, but they need to be in church, amen, somewhere. And that their children need to be in church. We're living right now where folk got all their priorities out of whack, doing everything. I was telling Sister Janet earlier that, uh, uh, some of the grandkids, uh, every Sunday, they got games going on. They got soccer. They got football. They got this going on. They got that going on. We got folk involved in organizations. They got organization meetings on Sunday and this and that. Now, they don't miss any of that. Don't get quiet on me up in here. Amen. They don't miss any of that. But when it comes to church, about hearing the word of God, and y'all know me long enough that I'm going to tell you the truth in here about it, amen? Not going to sugarcoat it. It is what it is, that we ought to look at our priorities and to make sure that we are doing what the Lord asks. Can I get an amen in here, somebody? Amen. It's time to wake up. Pinch somebody and tell them it's time to wake up. Pinch them hard, too, if they sleep. Amen. Time to wake up. Don't pinch that hard. Amen. All right, listen to me. The second command from Paul in this text is to cast off or throw off. I want you to look at the end of verse 12 of this text. Listen to what it says. 
This is King James Version. It says, the end of verse 12, amen. It says, let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light, amen. Paul's talking about our sins. That's what he's talking about. You know, in Ephesians 5, 8, it says that you are children of light. It says, so walk as children of light and don't behave in a way that is characteristic of the darkness. Amen. First John 1, 5 says this, that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. And if we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Amen. Church, he's letting us know we have to move away from the darkness of this world. Amen. Amen. Well, somebody say, I, I hear you, Pastor. Boy. Well, what are the works of darkness? Paul mentions them right there in verse 13 of the text. He tells us what some of the works are. I said some of the works are because there's a whole lot more of works of darkness. Amen. But listen to what it says in verse 13. He says, let us behave decently as in the daytime. Now, here are the things he's talking about in the darkness. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Not in sexual immorality and debauchery. Not in dissension and jealousy. Amen. Paul's saying, church, that there is no place in your life for these things. Amen. He's saying you should have nothing to do with that. Amen. He's saying to put all of this kind of stuff out of your life. Get serious about the holy things. Amen. And the truth is, Satan's desire, he really wants to move us away from living for God. That's what he wants to do. God's purpose and intention for us is to move us forward into righteousness. Amen? Listen, God didn't save us for all of this foolishness of carousing and drinking and sexual immorality and debauchery and jealousy. That's not why he saved you. Amen? And then Paul gives a third command to the church. He said to put on. Amen? At the end there of uh, verse 12, it says to put on the armor of light. And then the first part of verse 13 says to behave properly as in the daytime. Amen? So to put on, in other words, listen, put on your day clothes and act like you should act where everybody can see you. Amen? Instead of out acting a fool somewhere, we ought to be doing what it is and living the way we should. We ought to put on the armor of light. Amen? Now, verse 14 of the text describes what it means to put on the armor of light. What does it mean to put on the armor of light? Amen. It means that we have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Where it says, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul is saying that we got to become like Jesus Christ. That we got to be like him. Amen. You remember they used to have uh, for the Nike, everybody wanted to be like Mike. Amen. And the shoes, I asked my grandson, my oldest grandson, we were down in uh, uh, Disney. And he had uh, these Jordans and all. I said, uh, and he got them all boxed up and, you know, all night. I said, how much, I said, how much you paying for those, those shoes? I almost fell out when he told me how much those shoes cost. I mean, I mean, you all remember, you all old enough remember Floor Shine and all of that back in the day. And they were a little pricey. But these Jordans, Reverend <laughs> Jackson, three, four hundred dollars. For a pair, you know, pair of shoes. I, I almost fell. As a matter of fact, I told him, listen, now, let me go buy you something. You give me the difference, <laughs> you know, on it. Amen. Listen, we say we abide in him, then we ought to walk the way that he walked. Amen. Amen. That we ought to put on Christ. 
We are living in the darkest part of the night right now, church. What we're going through, this is the darkest part of the night, which comes just before the dawn. It's coming. We are nearer right now to Christ's return than anybody in human history has ever been. Amen? Amen. How near that's going to be, only God knows. God does have a time frame, but he did tell us that you ought to be able to see from the signs of the times how close we're getting. We see the frequency of things that are going on. Amen? What I'm saying this morning, church, is this is not the time to be fooling around with the sins of the night. Amen? This is a time to set them aside and to establish your priorities and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And then the last part of verse 14 says this, and I'm going to wrap this up. It says, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Amen? In other words, don't respond at all to the flesh. Amen? No matter what it is, whether it's sexual, whether it's passion or materialism, whatever it is, there's no provision for it. Amen? This is not a time to be indulging in yourself. Amen? And the things of the flesh. Church, this is a time for serious living. This is a time the dawn is coming, and the dawn means judgment for us. Amen? And for the ungodly. It's a time to put on Jesus Christ. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning is pour yourself into the word of God. Because when you look at God's word, then God begins to reveal who he is. And when you spend time in prayer, Deacon Busby was talking about in prayer, I want to tell you that prayer changes things. Is anybody here this morning that believes that prayer changes things? Hallelujah. He'll transform you by the power of the Holy Spirit into his own image. Amen. And you'll be putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Church, it's time to wake up. Amen. Amen. It's time to put on Christ. It's time to become like Christ. It's time to turn it over to Christ. Amen. Anybody know this morning that when you turn it over to the Lord, that God is able to fix it for you? Has he ever done something in your life where you turned it over, you tried to make it on yourself, but when you turned it over to Jesus, God worked it out in your life, I can testify to the goodness of the Lord today. If the Lord has blessed you and God has worked something out for you, the Lord has made a difference in your life. If he raised up your child and helped them, if God blessed you, and gave you peace and comfort in the midst of a trial and the storm of life. If God keeps on blessing you, if the Lord woke you up this morning and started you on your way, then somebody ought to put their hands together and give God praise and say, thank you, Jesus. It's time to wake up, church. It's time to wake up. Touch somebody and tell them, it's time to wake up. Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. Paul told them to wake up. He said to throw off and then to put on. It's time to wake up. The Lord has given opportunity today, and you're not here this morning by coincidence or happenstance. Or you just felt that, well, I just feel like going to church. God spoke to your heart. And he had you here this morning to hear this particular word. That it's time to wake up to get our priorities in line. Time is winding down, church. 
And if you're here this morning and you've never given your heart and your life over to Jesus, those listening by live stream as you hear this message today, and the Lord is speaking just to you, this is the time to make a choice, to make a decision, to give your heart and your life to him. I can testify this morning, and I'm sure that many can here today, that when you turn it over to Jesus, he'll work it out in your life. Amen. He didn't say everything was going to be peachy and rosy because we know by living that's not the case. But I know one thing, that no matter what I go through, God is with me each and every step of the way. So I don't have to worry and fret about things. I know that God will work it out somehow. So if the Lord is speaking to you today and you don't know Jesus and the pardoning of your sins and he's inviting and encourage you to give your heart and your life to him, we want you to come forward this morning, amen. God can fix it no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in your life. All you got to do is ask him. He'll come and be with you. Those listening by live stream, if the Lord is speaking to you and you want to reach out and you want to surrender your heart and your life to the Lord, we just want you to pray along with us now as we invite and ask the Lord into our heart. Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of repentance. Lord, come into my life and to my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that your son Jesus arose on the third day with all power in his hands. Lord, I desire to live my life for you. Lord, come into my heart and to make my life brand new. Help me live for you, God. Help me to serve you the way that you desire. And if you prayed that prayer, church, genuinely and sincerely, and you invited the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart personally, he's moving in your life right now and filling you with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we ask a special blessing upon those who are going through difficult times, those who stand in need of prayer for today. Matter of fact, if the Lord has laid on your heart and you stand in need of prayer this morning. I just want you to come forward and we just want to pray for you. If the Lord is leading in your heart and you desire prayer this morning, you don't have to share what it is, but whatever it is, just come this morning. Let's pray. Those who stand in need in prayer, amen, just come. God answers prayer. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He can see you through no matter what's going on in your life. All you got to do is ask him. Invite him to come into your heart, to your life. You have loved ones who stand in need of prayer. Friends who stand in need of prayer. Whatever the situation may be, you may need prayer for yourself. We know that God is still a healer.
we know that God is still a deliverer. And all you have to do is ask him, amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, this is our prayer that we might put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Lord, help us to wake up, to grip the priorities of spiritual life in the time in which we live. Lord, help us to throw off the sin, to get rid of those garments of the night God and to put on Christ. And in your power, God, we pray that many will come to righteousness, Lord God, and that we'll be the spiritual soldiers that you have called us to be. That we may be mindful, Lord God, that we can't do this in our own strength. And Lord, you know each situation that is here before me this morning. Lord, you're acquainted with our ways. So God, whatever this situation may be, whatever they're going through right now, whatever the need is right now, God, Lord, we ask that you will make it plain to them. That they may see, God, that it's through your power, through your might, and through your strength that things can change. Give hope, Lord God, where those who have lost hope. Comfort those, Lord God, who are going through trials and tribulations even now. Be with us, Lord God. Give us the strength to keep on keeping on. Not to give up. Not to go to sleep and slumber. But Lord, help us to be alert to your call and to what it is you would have us to do in our lives of honoring you. And so God, whatever it is, we turn it over to you right now. Have your way in this place right now, God. In a way that only you can. To help, to strengthen, to encourage, and to bless. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus, the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give God praise like we know he's going to do it. Amen. You may be seated as we prepare ourselves for our period of holy. For those of you who are watching by live stream, <laughs> it is our prayer that you will join us in this communion, that you get your elements ready, amen, your bread and your juice, and that we will fix aright our hearts, that we will understand that we do not partake of this Lord's Supper lightly. Lord, you've even instructed us that if there are some things in our lives that need to get resolved, that we can leave even now to go take care of those matters, Lord God. But Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to partake of this supper. 
Upon the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and they said unto him, Master, where shall thou we go to prepare to eat the Passover? And Jesus said unto them, To go into the city to such a man, and to say unto him, The Master saith, My time is at hand. I will eat the Passover at thy house, along with thy disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. When the evening had come, Jesus sat down with his disciples and said, As often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. We will be led in a prayer of thanksgiving for the bread and the wine by Deacon Booker Ferry. Father God, thank you for waking us up so that we can be in your presence another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship with one another and worship you on this communion Sunday. And on this communion Sunday, Father, we ask that you clear our minds so that we can focus on you. Focus on the sacrifices you've made, the broken bodies, the shed blood, the pain and agony you went through so that we could have eternal life through you. As the message said, we're thankful for our past salvation, our current salvation, our future salvation, our justification, our sanctification, and glorification. We ask that you just help us remember to keep your word in our heart so that we can continue to stay close to you as we worship you, as we honor you, as we thank you going forward. And so we ask to just clear our minds, keep us focused on you, we ask these things in your son's precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it unto them, saying, Take eat. This is my body that was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. And likewise, he took the cup and blessed it and gave it unto them, saying, Take, drink, this is my blood that was shed for many for the remission of sins. This do in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. When they sung a song, they went up and out into the Mount of Olives. If you'd be so kind to stand with me. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you, God. We 
thank you for what our eyes have seen, what our ears have heard. Lord, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask, God, that someone's heart has been touched and changed, that someone has been delivered, Lord God, and given their heart and their life over to you. We thank you for each individual, Lord God, who thought of not robbery to be in your house on this day, God. We ask the blessing upon those who are watching by live stream, Lord God, that could not make it in for whatever reason. We ask that you would bless them, Father. And Lord, as we leave this place, help us to be mindful, Lord God, that it's time to wake up. So we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, amen. What a mighty God we serve. Upon you. Amen. Amen. God bless you.